morning I would like to present Greg with a special gift from our congregation. We give it to you, Greg. give this to you with our love and appreciation for being our preacher, our teacher, and our friend. And uh, I think after you open it, you will understand why we wanted to give it to you before the worship service today. And okay. tried to make it look like a flame. <laughs> you can just pull out the tissue and part. That's it. It's very light. We thought, I don't think Greg has his stove that looks quite like this Nothing one. Nothing like this. This is amazing. And we want you to always remember your Northgate congregation. Oh. Thank you, Greg. Well, I would anyway, but this is amazing. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> Some of you may be saying to yourselves right now, now that's a silly question. After all, it's been raining outside. We couldn't possibly be thirsty. Or I just had several cups of coffee. In fact, it's not thirst. I have to go to the bathroom. It's kind of a silly question. Are you thirsty? It's easy to become complacent in our living, to think we don't need to drink deeply of God's grace. We, we think we've got enough. We think we've been quenched. We think we're full of the Spirit of God. When in truth we're parched dry. We're parched dry of the Spirit of God, so dry that it's like our mouths are filled with sawdust. We're so dry. It can be pouring down rain with the love of God, with the presence of Jesus, with the peace of Christ. It can be pouring down rain with the grace of God. The power of the Most High can metaphorically be showering upon us or all around us. And we can be sitting in a parched and dry land and not even know it. Kind of like, you know, it's the reverse of the people who walk around with the storm clouds over their heads. Nothing ever seems to go right for them. They're always a, a rainy day for them. Well, it can be the opposite. Every, the grace of God can be pouring on everybody else around us, and you're standing there in a desert, unquenched, thirsty, and dry. Well, I ask you, are you thirsty? 
I heard a couple of people whisper yes. I heard a couple of people mumble yes. I heard a, somebody whisper out there, are we supposed to say yes in response back? <laughs> well, if you are thirsty, then Jesus has good news for you. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let anyone who believes in me drink. Notice, he doesn't say, let the one who is perfect drink. Let the one who obeys the law drink. Let the one who has it all down pat drink. He says, let the one who believes, who faiths in me drink. No! Let the one who keeps the discipline perfect, let that person drink. Let the one who hasn't broken a commandment or the covenant, let that person drink. Let the one who lives their lives the way I think they ought to live their lives drink. That's the way it ought to be, right? Thank you! That's the way it ought to be, right? Jesus didn't place limitations. We might place limitations on God's love, on God's grace, on God's peace, on God's acceptance, on God's forgiveness. We may want to place limitations on what God will do and who God will receive, but Jesus doesn't place limitations on it. Amen. Jesus died for all. Amen. And the last time I looked, all means all. Without exception, without limitation, without qualification. All means all. He simply said, let anyone who is thirsty, problem is we don't always recognize that we're thirsty, let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. Let the one who exercises faith in me drink. Let the one who trusts in me drink. Let the one who accepts me drink. Let the one who does what I say, which is love your neighbor as yourself, drink. Oh, that's too liberal. Sorry. God's grace is that way. God's grace is liberal. God's grace is overflowing with abundance, like water flowing in a river deep and wide. God's grace knows no boundaries. God's grace knows no limit. God's grace flows. God's spirit flows. God's love flows without limit. As the Holy Spirit would lead it. Well, what if someone who doesn't deserve it gets it? Well, that's what grace is for, friends. You don't deserve it. You can't earn it. It's God's unmerited, undeserved love and favor, and it comes because you need it. No one deserves it. You can't earn it. You need it. And therefore, Jesus says, let anyone who is thirsty come to me. And let anyone who believes in me, let them drink. It's as simple as that. If you're thirsty, 
Jesus is there waiting for you. If you're thirsty, the flow of God's grace is coming right from Him to you. And all you have to do is exercise belief in Him, is trust in Him, is simply realize that God loves you and will never push you away. Did you hear that? God loves you and will never push you away. God loves you and will never push you away. We push God away. We try to go away from God. We try to run from God. God will never push us away. When there is separation between us and God, when we back away from the river of life, when we refuse the drink of the wonderful gift of the river of life, of the beautiful water of eternal life, when we refuse the drink, when we refuse to admit that we are thirsty, we are the ones who are backing away. We are the ones who are rejecting. We are the ones who are pushing God away. We do it all the time. I saw it at an annual conference. The rain of God's love was pouring around us. The music was beautiful. The preaching was wonderful. It was good to see my brothers and sisters in the ministry again, some who I hadn't seen for a year, to get together, to, yes, to politic, but really to talk about our lives together, to hear what was going on in their lives, for them to share with me what was going on in mine. And there were some for whom the cares and the concerns of the world, their fears about the church, caused them to be in a little desert in the midst of the reign of God's love. They kept on pushing the river of God's love away because they didn't feel ready to receive it. Are you ready? to drink of the water of life? Are you ready to dive in to the river that flows from the love of God, the river of life, the river of God's grace that flows deep and wide? God's offering of love for us in Jesus Christ knows no limit, knows no restrictions, loves and accepts and calls all to come and to return to Christ and to accept that love that is so freely offered. Effectiveness in ministry is often gauged by numbers. They'll look at your list of how you've done They'll look at the list of how many people you received on professions of faith and on baptisms. They'll look at the list of how you got in worship. They'll look at the list of how your church is done financially. They'll look at the list of how your church has paid your apportionments in full. They'll look at the list of all those other numbers, and they'll ignore the most important thing, which is the spiritual growth of your people. My brothers and sisters, in 20 years plus, 23 years in the North Texas Conference in Ministry, if there's one message that I want to hear proclaimed, 
And if 25 years from now when I retire, if only one message is remembered by anybody in any of the churches I ever serve, it's this one. That God's grace, God's unearned, unmerited favor, the love of God unrestricted is yours. And you are called to simply respond with faith. To say yes to the offered relationship. It's not about rules, it's not about regulations, it's not about commandments, other than this is my commandment that you love one another. It's not about disciplines, it's not about structures, it's not about denominational structures or names or hierarchies or bishops or district superintendents or even pastors. It's about the grace, the love of God. And if my people, from all the churches I have ever and will ever serve, if my people hear anything and remember anything, may it be that, that God's love flows deep and wide for us all. Deep and wide for us all. There's a song that we used to sing in college youth group. I became a United Methodist in 1987, and I'd grown up kind of in and out of the church and was baptized in the Methodist church, but became a United Methodist again in 1987 at First Methodist in Richardson. And at SMU, we had some music that we would sing in the youth group, and one of them is a song, I've Got a River of Life. Here it is on the screen, I've Got a River of Life. I gave Jeff the music. And I'm asked him to play it for us. So get us into it. Sing it. within us a river of life that is the flow from us, from us for others, because you see, it's not about just you. It's not about just me. It's about us, and more importantly, it's about all those people out there who need the quenching grace of Jesus. It's not just about you. As much as I love you, it's not just about you. As much as I love you over here, it's not just about you. It's not just about me. It's not even about those people back over there in the sound room. It's about the people who've never heard of the love of God, who have heard of Jesus as some kind of mean, judgmental monster who've said, You've got to stop doing this and stop doing that and stop doing the other in order to come to God. No. God's grace and God's love comes with no buts attached. Yeah. 
Sometimes some butts will tell you something else, but it's not true. <laughs> Lord Jesus, give me a faith with no butts attached. Amen? Amen? And more especially, let the butts stay away. Amen. For the love of God knows no exceptions, no butts, but flows deep and wide from the heart of Jesus Christ, flows deep and wide from the cross, flows deep and wide for us all. Take that with you, my brothers and sisters. Take that beautiful good news of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Take it with you every day you live and live by faith and trust in His grace. And let the powerful Holy Spirit of Jesus so transform you that you will share the love of God with others. And when they look at you, they will see and know the unlimited, unbounded grace of Christ. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know of my love of the sacrament of Holy Communion. And over the years that I've been here, we've celebrated many times in many different ways. I've always given a gift to the congregations that I have served as I leave. And this time, I decided to do something a little special. In the North Texas Conference, we have someone who was just commissioned this year. Her name is Joanne Pounds, and she is um, she's currently serving in the last week as an associate at Oak Lawn United Methodist Church. And she does pottery. And she has done for the North Texas Conference for many years now the communion chalices and the communion plates that they give to people who are being ordained elder. And so I sat down with her and designed a chalice and patent, that's plate, set that has the Jerusalem cross on it, on the cup and on the plate. And I had her make two unique plates and cups. There are no other two plates and cups like this yet, although she's got 19 orders already for more of these. <laughs> so what I'm going to do as my gift to Northgate is we're going to separate this set. One cup and plate will remain here with you. And one cup and plate will go with me wherever I go. So that, so that when you receive the Eucharist with this particular cup and plate, whenever and wherever you do, you will know that somewhere else I'm celebrating the Eucharist with an identical cup and plate. Amen. Given in thanksgiving to God for the wonderful grace you have given me.
by allowing me to be your pastor. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy upon you, forgive all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. For over the years you have been with us here at Northgate United Methodist Church. You have blessed us with your grace and your peace, your light and your love, our hope and our joy. We look at each other and we see our brother and our sister, our family and our friend, our pastor and our parishioner. You make us one with you and one with each other, and for that we give you thanks. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, for in Christ we have victory over sin and death, over pain and anguish, over loneliness and despair. In Christ we have our source of being, our purpose for living, and our goal for becoming. By the power of the Holy Spirit we proclaim his amazing real presence forever with us, always knitting us together no matter where we may go. Come, Holy Spirit, forever unite us as one. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, the Lord Jesus took bread, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave the cup to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice, 
in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of the faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by His blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at His heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. As our Savior Christ has taught us, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. If those who are assisting would come forward at this time. Alleluia. Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast. Alleluia. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. have been listening to a sermon by Dr. Gregory Neal, Senior Pastor of Northgate United Methodist Church and Rector of Grace Incarnate Ministries. Copyright 2014 by Dr. Gregory S. Neal. All rights reserved. For more information or to listen to other sermons by Dr. Neal, visit us on the web at www.revneal.org. That's www.revneal.org. You are also invited to visit us in person at Northgate United Methodist Church, 3700 West Northgate Drive, Irving, Texas, 75062. This program was produced by Dr. Gregory Neal.